Hey, everybody. I'm Leon Thomas here with Miranda Kitterlin Lynch. We're the host of Checking In, a lodging DEI chat. Hey, Miranda, how are you? I'm good. How are you, Leon? All is groovy. Everything is right on. We're rocking and rolling. What's awesome. new with you? Anything new happening? Well, I just got back from teaching all weekend where I had some amazing guest speakers, including Mr. Horace T. Brooks, who was a previous guest on our show, and our guest today. So the students really enjoyed their their ses sessions. Pardon me. It was it was a great, great time. Oh, great. I'm sure they did. I've met Matt Horace and uh, and Richard as well. So I know we're going to have a great show today. And we're on episode. Oh my gosh! <laughs> where, where are we? Look it up. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't look it up either. Um, so let let's let's call it episode twenty something. Okay, perfect. Yes. <laughs> All right, we'll go. We'll go with twenty something. Let's bring our guest on, Richard Farrar. Hi, Richard. How are you? Good morning. I wish I was twenty something again. That's for sure. You know what? I go back and forth. I would be 20 something again if I could have the knowledge that I've earned at 40 something. <laughs> no, that, that would be the answer right there because I'm not sure that uh, it, it, the world is changing fast. It's yes. unbelievable. Yes. Yeah. You said something interesting to, uh, to me this weekend when I saw you about uh, five minutes, 100 years from now. Will you share mm -hmm. with Leon what you mentioned? Well, what I said was, uh, you know, that that I would give up a month of my life. So whenever I'm going to die, we'll back that up by a month. If I could have five minutes back in a hundred years from now to see what's happening, what's happened to our industry, what's going on. Just, just, I, I'm so interested in what's going to be happening. Um, I, I think that'd be so cool to see. Yeah. I like that. I like that. We'll and, have to yeah, capture that quote. When I meet someone, sometimes I'll say to them, would you rather go back 100 years or forward 100 years? And I'm surprised how many people say that they would go back. I think it's because you sort of know what you're getting. You think about 100 years in the future. Man, who knows? Yeah. Yeah, really. really. I'm pretty the sure 100 years ago, I would have been considered my husband's property. So I'm going to go back into the future <laughs> with you, too. <laughs> I'm not going to <laughs> now, it's interesting. We're talking about the number 100. I have an uncle who turned 100 back on November 6th and an aunt who turned 99 yesterday. Wow. They're both babies. They're both babies. <laughs> There's another aunt that's 105. Really? Wow. 105. Yeah. Are you going to tell us their secret or... They they say just live right and do the do the right thing. Okay. That's what they, they all that yeah. That's the one there's no special drink this, eat that. It's just be nice, do the right thing. I love yeah, that. What they say it is. Yeah. I so love that. uh Leon, before we go any further, I think we should introduce our guest to our listeners uh formally because although we all know each other, our listeners may not. Uh, so today we have on Mr. Richard Farrar. He is the Principal and Chief Solutions Op Officer for the Farrar Consulting Group. But prior to that, he was with Marriott for 37 years. 37 years with Marriott. Now, what's the secret for staying at a company that long? Boy, that's, that is the question of the day, isn't it? Um, 
you know, when I joined the company, I had 25 hotels. When I left, there was 6,000. Um, you know, I think I, I think I was a good associate. I think I was a good employee. You know, Mary certainly went through a lot of growth. So I think it needed a lot of people. But there was there was at least four or five ups and downs during that time period that uh, that I survived or did well in. And um, I think it's, you know, a little work ethic and um, and being a little being just just um, caring. Uh, I, I, I said this Marina's class on Saturday, I think. I think when all else fails, if we try to think of our business, uh, either from the owner's perspective and or from the customer's perspective, those are two pretty good lenses to put on. And um, and I think if you do that, you'll 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 do fine in our our business. Mm -hmm. Nice. Yeah, absolutely. Something else you said in class that I thought was really cool was um, you said that there's a lot of things that were not around 2000 years ago. Uh, but hospitality was. And I thought that that was just so poignant. And I even put it in my LinkedIn yes. post because yes. <laughs> I just thought it was so great. Yeah, I, 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 I tell the story that, you know, Jesus' birth, Mary and Joseph go to the inn, you know, someone screws up the reservation, they end up out in the um, in, in the uh, stable. And, um, and I then try to say nothing's really changed in our industry. But if you think about it, you know, the, the stuff that surrounds our industry, the technology, the, how do you make a reservation, how do you pay your bills, all that sort of stuff, that's changed. But still, the the four walls and the bed, the thing called hospitality of people, you know, putting their head down at night, uh, getting some food in their bellies, um, those two things are going to probably be around for quite a bit longer. And and you know, think about it. I, I in my lifetime, I never, I didn't, never thought I'd see J.C. Penney's go out of business or Sears or all these companies or Pontiac and things change, but our industry, the core of it is the same. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Spe oh, sorry, Leon, did you want to jump in? Oh, go ahead. Speaking of change. So in your 37 years with Marriott, or I won't even put Marriott on, on blast, but with your industry experience, your wealth of industry experience, what have you seen change in regards to diversity, equity, and inclusion, or have you seen anything change? You know what? I don't, again, the movie camera that I sit in is sort of a, a, a it's sort of a, that slow build because, you know, I, I've been living it. I think if you think back on it, though, in chunks, you can see some changes. But um, I remember going to a meeting where there were a hundred of us, a hundred directors of marketing. They all looked like me. They all, whatever. Um, I think over time, there was certainly a big change from the number of women uh but people of color were not and probably still aren't represented at, at at a probably let's say middle to upper management and above um i think of course we all know that that in the lower ranks diversity well i don't even know if you call it diversity at that point it's 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 we just have a lot of folks doing these jobs i think as you come out of the uh um up the ladder, it certainly does go down a bit. Uh, I think part of Marriott was trying to improve. Um, and I think part of it, times were requesting and, and pushing. Um, but it was a, it, it's a big company. And it, it was a big, you know, it's, it's a big battleship sometimes to turn around. Um, but I still don't know that if you went to a general manager meeting, of the full service hotels and looked around. I think uh, again, the meet. I haven't been to a meeting for of theirs for let's say nine or so years. 
but um, uh, it probably still not. It, it, it hopefully it's a lot better now. How's that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we we would hope so. One of the things that I that I noticed in the business, and I remember the first Hilton Hotels convention I went to, and as I looked around, yeah. Man, I saw two, maybe three other black general managers, right? right? And this we're talking, you know, 30, 30 some years ago at, at that point and speaking at conferences a lot uh, since then, there still aren't many, many general managers. And I noticed there's there's been a big push for minority ownership, though. And many brands have have embraced the idea of, of black hotel owners. And I think many thought that that would trickle down to black general managers, vice presidents of operations and, and other positions, and that this hasn't happened. What, what do you think the industry needs to do to move folks from a room attendant position to a housekeeping director, from a front desk agent to assistant general manager? What, what do we need to do to, to make it work? What are your thoughts on that? You know, I think people have to get the opportunity, uh, and I think people have to be given the tools. Um, I'm, uh, I, I do some consulting still, and um, and I also consult for the restaurant and some other types of businesses. And it's funny, there's one business that I know of that they continue to hire folks, and then they complain they're not getting the right people. But part of it is I don't think they spend any time in trying to help their folks move move up and try to teach them and mentor them to be in those positions down the road. So it's so I think they get they there's that turnover because people good people sometimes get pulled away from our industry, um, and I don't know that we do a good job of of um, bringing them along or mentoring. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think you've got to have the right person mentoring. Again, Leon, how many people can you can you mentor? And I'm not sure that I would be the world's best mentor for mm-hmm. a person of color. So I think that becomes a little of the chicken and the egg, a little bit. Yeah. Miranda, before we go back to you, one of the things I want to do now, I'd like to give a shout out to my industry mentor. Uh, and there's two of them mentors, uh, Mark Zelaznik, who is now retired. He was the general manager at the Hampton Inn BWI airport that was managed at that time by Vista Host Hotel Management. Mark was was my mentor, showed me, taught me, corrected me, pushed me. It, and I said, Mark, I'm not ready to be a general manager. Ah, shut up. You're going to be a general manager. You're going to be a general manager. And you're going to go to Pittsburgh and do when you shut up. And your plane's leaving tomorrow. Go. And I don't want to hear it. But once you get there, if you need help, some help, call me. And the other person is Craig Poole. Craig's the general manager of the Doubletree in Reading, Pennsylvania, who at the time was a VP of Ops of a management company in the Pittsburgh area. And I, I met Craig. And Craig was a big support, always teaching and encouraging. So I wanted to make sure I give Craig and and Mark a, a shout out. Go ahead, Miranda. I'm so glad you said that. That reminds me that I need to touch base with my mentor, uh, Professor Jerome Agrusa in Hawaii, um, which is the reason that I am here as a professor today. Um, let's get back to, oh, sorry, Richard, did you need to shout somebody out? No, that's fine. 
<laughs> Are so many, you, I don't, I, if I leave, when I leave someone out, I'll get in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> you could pull a Snoop Dogg and just say, I'd like to thank me and me and only me. <laughs> just kidding. Um, so tell me if you could, you mentioned that um, we need more mentors, right? Mm -hmm. uh, what do you think is the, what's holding people back or what, why do we have a lack of mentors, do you think? Or, or what could we do to incentivize people to want to mentor? I, I, you're not going to like this answer. <laughs> okay. But, uh, every year at Michigan State, maybe Michigan State's not going to like this answer either. But every year at Michigan State, I volunteer to mentor. And I would say, let's say I've had a dozen experiences for the sake of argument. Um, and again, I think between the two, two of you, I've had maybe this conversation, I think of the world's in, in thirds, you know, a third, a third, a third. And I think about my mentor, what I always tell these folks, and maybe I'm not being the good doobie, but what I tell folks is, look, I don't want to run your life. I don't want to be your mom and dad. If and when you want to talk with me or you decide how often that's what I will do, but I'm not going to call you out of the blue and, and try to drag you into my net. I don't, that doesn't feel right with the college student or with a young person. It doesn't feel right. So when I look at my 12 mentors or mentees, whatever, I always get confused what I should call people. Um, I'd say a third of them I still keep in contact with, and it was a great relationship, mostly because they would contact me and then we'd have these talks. The middle third was, mm, I'm not still stay real close to him and I'm not sure it was, probably was a C or C minus. And then there was, there was four or five of them that never, ever, ever, we talked maybe once and that was it. Now maybe I wasn't doing the right thing. Um, I remember there was a lady that taught up in um, uh, Shady Grove, uh, Ruth, and I can't think of Ruth's last name. And uh, I think she's gone on, she went to, I think Delaware now she's up in Philly. Um, and I remember at her graduation of some of her students, they would get up and talk about their experience. And a couple of them said how she had almost gone to their homes and dragged them out of bed. Now, I'm not sure it was quite that, but she was dragging people to her. And when I heard that, I'm like, well, maybe I missed the boat. Maybe I should be more aggressive, more in people's face. But I sort of think if you if you want to be, if you want me to be your mentor, I, I'm fine with that. But I think you've got a, I think you've got a part there. I, I don't know. I, 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 like I said, I've got, I've had mixed results and maybe a third, a third, a third is okay. I don't know. You know, I, I've got to tell you, you're wrong because I do like your answer. Um, okay. I completely agree with you. Um, I have seen people, not just students, but just people in general, ask for help and then never follow up or mm -hmm. ask, can you can you mentor me? Can you help me do this? And then just drop the ball. And I think you're doing anyone a disservice if you are constantly chasing them, trying to help them, right? Yeah. Uh, in industry, that is. Yeah, I, I, I am probably a bit of a, my ex-wife and my son might agree that I'm a little bit tough at times. I did have a student that went one place and um literally he was 
late one time, like 45 minutes, another time something. Then after a while, I just said, you, you and I, this is not working. I'm not, uh, you're not serious or something. Something's just not right. And um, I don't know. I, again, I'm not a psychologist. I think I did tell your students on Saturday, maybe they need to take more of a psychology kind of course to really understand the people that they're working with and, 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 and they're trying to motivate because it, it can be tricky. I mean, yeah, we, we, it's the 80-20 rule. We all have had employees that are already working hard and we, we continue to give them the tough jobs. And because you know that it, the job's gonna get done. So I, sometimes I think we fall back on some of those weaknesses. But I think we sometimes also, back to this whole, to the diversity and everything, I, I sometimes think we're not picking the, not saying we're not picking the right people for the right jobs, but I think sometimes when we talk about the hotel industry, it's such a big, that's that's a lot. Well, it's a lot more than just, you know, working the front desk and housekeeping and food and beverage. It's 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 you know, you got revenue management, you've got you've got digital marketing, you've got you know, there's finance jobs, there's there's uh, feasibility, there's development, there's a lot of jobs, and I think we 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 sort of say to people, hey, we've got this great industry or this great business, and then they don't know enough about it to get excited about it. So I think part of our job needs to be a better job of marketing of what and who we are and where the opportunities really exist and, and candidly where the money exists. Um, because being a room attendant is not going to make it. All right. You know, it's interesting you say that and, and two things. One, we have to do a better job of educating everyone on the opportunities in our industry. Right. And I remember uh, being contacted by a, a high school for a career day. And I said, I'm in the hotel industry. And they said, well, there's no need for you to come. All you're going to do is teach them how to fix stuff. All you're going to do is teach them how to clean rooms. I'm like, no, 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 no. There's so much more to it than that. Um, the the other thing is I've noticed with folks that say they want to be an intern with our company, the, the Leon Thomas group, that we tell them, yes, we tell everyone, yes, you can have an opportunity. You can be an intern. And I'd say 50% of the folks don't follow up. Or I get folks that say, uh, will you mentor me in virtual events or broadcasting or whatever that is? Yeah, sure. Love to do it. Let's set up a time. Here's my calendar link. Crickets. Right. Nothing. And it, and it's it's really disappointing. But also for those that do, I enjoy that that interaction. And I'm sure Miranda, you do, and, and Richard, you you as well. And so for those of you that are in discussions now with a mentor we're, we're encouraging you to follow up reach out to them stay in touch with them so they can help you get your careers moving in the direction you you want it to move yeah i, I look at it so almost like a coach um and that it's someone that can and you know again the rules have got to be that it's someone that's not your best friend, not your girlfriend, boyfriend, mom, dad, you know, it's gotta be some of the sort of a third party that can be pretty open and candid and honest with you as a, as a, as a person um, that can say, here's, here's what I think I would do. Yeah. Yeah. Right on. 
Absolutely. Um, so what are you expecting? I, I know that a lot of companies have been very vocal uh, in the past, especially after the murder of George Floyd. They were very vocal about increasing DEI efforts. Um, there were lots of campaigns announced. Uh, Leon, you probably remember better than I do the specific companies, but we won't call them out. And then it seems like maybe things kind of didn't get any momentum. So people were saying that they were committed and then we didn't see a lot of change and the statistics speak for themselves. Do you think that this is something that has just died down until the next horrible tragedy? Or do you think companies are gonna act actively work towards DEI efforts? And um, I know you mentioned previously that you were speaking to someone at Howard University for just this, if you wanna share anything. Well, um, yes, Howard University's I guess had had a hospitality program. It's starting one back up again. Money's been given by uh, Merrick Foundation under the name of Arnie Sorensen, who is our uh, CFO or CEO, and died about 18 months ago from um, pancreatic cancer. And um, so I'm trying to figure out how to help get involved with them. Um, and they're it's just starting to to come about. Um, you know, Rand, I think it goes back to, I'm sorry to say my third, my third, and third. I think after, after these, after these things happen, I think, I think, what is it? The, the, they say the road to hell was built with good intentions. I think a lot of people stand up and say, okay, I'm going to do X, Y, and Z. And then I think a third of them may do that and are terrific. And then maybe a third are sort of trying to figure it out and struggling and going slow. We don't see it. And then another just, they've just moved on to something else or they didn't really mean it to begin with. Um, I do think, um, you know, if you want to stand back a little bit, you say, okay, the NFL, I don't know, 20 years ago, 15 years ago, 30 years ago, I don't know what they said. I think if a new coach if, for the head coach job, I think they've got to interview. I don't know if it's one or two people of color, but they, it's, it's, there is a number there that they have to interview. The question is, has that really changed or fixed or done what the NFL had wanted? So the question is sometimes, are we doing what we're doing because we think it looks good? Or are we trying to, where are we trying to take this car to begin with? And so that's what I never understand is, I don't, okay, so is that working for the NFL? Or should they have a rule that you got to do 10 people? Or should the, is the rule, should it go away altogether? I, that's where I think some of this stuff comes down to is that, and I think the other thing about some companies is they just, they don't, I'm not sure this is a topic. I'm a little mixed about, do you go out and, and shout from the rooftops about it? I mean, it's sort of like saying, I don't beat my kids anymore, or I don't beat my wife. I, I don't know sometimes that we should oh, we're doing so much to try to be a better company and have more diversity. I don't know that that's, that's I don't know that that's a tagline that I, I think you can talk about it. I think when you talk about what's important to an organization, is it one of their top two or three or four priorities and something that they're really going to try to figure out how it blends into their lives. Um, but I, I think that's what you sort of got to look at sometimes. Yeah. I, I'd rather companies do it and not talk about right, it. Right, right, Let's right, get right. it done. If that's what you want to do, do it. And so many companies, right? 
right after the murder of George Floyd said, we're going to do this. We're going to be better. Here's our plan. And what I noticed a lot of companies did was they hired a minority high level position in DEI VP, DEI senior VP or whatever, and said, okay, now we're done. And I've had some conversations with those folks and said, it's still a battle. It's still a battle because they said, I'm the minority person in the executive suite, and I've got to sell this to 10 or 11 other people, right? And they, they struggled doing it. And regarding the NFL, I don't think it's helped. I don't think the the Rooney rule is what that's called okay, where you right, have to right. interview uh, a minority candidate. What that's done is create some buzz that this black guy is getting interviewed, right? It has done that. Um, what I'd like to see the NFL do is to really use their power that if they really want to improve diversity, require companies that advertise with the NFL, that billion dollar juggernaut on commercials, require those companies or a company that has naming rights to a stadium, require that they have strong diversity programs as well. Then we can take that money and really do do some, but we're not talking about football. It's not a football show right here. Although I am a Baltimore Ravens fan and the Ravens are in the AFC championship and we'll talk about that later and so forth. So on. all your, right. Your analogy about the, uh, about, about, you know, hiring someone and all is interesting. It, it, again, it's probably been 30 years ago when Mary decided they were going to get into TQM, total quality management. And so what we ended up doing was hired a guy or gal, but I think it was a guy that had a title of, you know, so-and-so, senior vice president, total quality management. Well, I think after about 10 years, someone finally realized it's not a job. It's not a title. It's a way of doing business. And so if you have to put a title on it, if you have to put someone with a cap on their head with that name on it that says, hey, I'm I'm the TQM person, or I'm the total, I'm the diverse person. I, I, again, I don't, that's, that wouldn't be the way I think you got to look at actions and activities and stuff like that. Not what's, what's the top of my name tag say. Yeah. Right on. I agree. I agree. Richard. Yes, sir. Are you left-handed or right-handed? I'm right-handed. Can you raise your right hand right on screen? No, not, we're no, we're not swearing in. Make it like <laughs> I'm you, swearing you in. <laughs> make it like you have a pen in your hand. Okay. And let's make a signature. Miranda, come on, you do it too. Let's make a signature. Because it is now time for our signature questions of the show. Okay. I guess I've forgotten about it. Leon, do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? Um, I'll go first. I'll take the yesterday I celebrated, my family and I celebrated an aunt's 99th birthday. And she wanted to go out for a crab cake. And since we're in Maryland, we don't call it Maryland crab cake. We just call it crab cake. So, Richard, this is a two-part question. Number one, well, actually two questions. Number one, have you ever had a Maryland crab cake? Uh, I've had many Maryland crab Many Maryland crab And I've picked many crabs. And I even sent you the picture of my stone crabs down here. And while I like the Florida stone crabs, I love 
right. in Maryland. Crabs, where you pick them and do all that. Yes, the steam crabs of yeah. Maryland. Yes, yeah. yes. So we're going to get together and eat yeah. some crab cake, and we're going to crack open some crabs. And Miranda, you can make the trip too. Yeah, you're in Louisiana now. You should be bringing some with you. I'm so oh, yes. crab cakes all day long. <laughs> that's right. You're that's where we get most of our crabs from, anyways, Louisiana. <laughs> yeah, so you bring the bushel up and we'll, you guys down here. we'll have some boudin, cracklins, stuff pork cup. Some we who? Some. What was that? We'll have yeah. what? Some some boudin. Okay, what's that? Oh, Leon. Richard, do you know? No, no. Oh my goodness. I'm good. All right. I'm done. Bye. I'll see you guys another time. <laughs> wow. It's so good. It's like, um, it's like a sausage made with rice and usually ground pork, uh, seasonings. It is, mm, I'm going to ship you both some. Oh, okay. Right. So all I got right. the, so the crab cake question. What was my other question? All right. Your other question of this one hit me on Friday when I was at a grocery store, I was in a Safeway walking through the dessert aisle and they had bean pie i've never seen bean pie in a grocery store before so miranda you first richard have y'all ever had bean pie miranda now it's my turn to not know because i don't even know what you're saying right now <laughs> yeah it's it's you know, you take beans and instead of potatoes or apples, you put beans in it. It's bean pie. And yeah, it's no I've had it many times. It, this one at Safeway is really good. Richard, how about you? Have you ever had bean pie? No, no. I, I, I if, if you would have quizzed me on it and said, what is it and all that, I would have been like, no clue. And no right. offense, I don't think it sounds that good. Oh. <laughs> Everybody watching the show. Comment. Yes, I've had bean pie. No, I haven't had bean pie. I'd love to hear the comments. Go ahead, Miranda. <laughs> All right. So I'll close this out with my signature question, and that is what one piece of advice or what one thing would you like to go back and tell your 20-year-old self? So I have to answer this? That's big trouble. That's big trouble. Um, I... I, I, I I think back to what we were talking about. I think, I think um, the hospitality business. If you want to climb the ladder, you've really got to understand the business of the business. Yes, you got to have hospitality in your heart. I think that's sort of a given. But I think if you don't sort of understand the business of the business and how the business sort of works and functions, and there was a great article in one of the magazines today about about resort uh, ski resorts and how they make money and how the ski ticket is now well almost three hundred dollars for a day of skiing. And then they try to explain why. But I do think the why behind some of those things is really important. So I wish I would have had a little more finance a little earlier on. For me. Absolutely fair. No, absolutely. I don't disagree at all. Thank you so much. Richard, thank you for spending time with us thank here. You. Checking in appreciate and lodging it. DEI chat. We appreciate your time. Miranda, thanks for inviting another superstar guest to, to be on the show. Thank you. Absolutely. All right. And everyone, thanks again for watching another episode of Checking In, a Lodging DEI chat. I'm Leon Thomas, and she's Miranda Kitterman Lynch. And our guest today was Richard Farrar. Thanks for watching Checking In, a Lodging DEI chat. Take thanks. care.